Hey everyone, welcome back to the Talented Humans podcast. This is your host, Jay Flores. I am super excited uh, about our guest this week. Um, he is a good friend of mine. Uh, we met briefly um, in person last year. Uh, we've been um, kind of uh, connected on LinkedIn for, for, um, for about a year also as well. And um, I've been following his, um, his journey. He is today the co-founder of Urban Misfit Venture, which is one of the fastest growing companies in Milwaukee. He is um, a content creator. He's a, a, a really, really good, um, um, I want to say pub, public speaker, because every time we speak, it's like some, it's somehow uh, a public um, setting, and he always has a really good message to share. Um, Eric has been doing this for a very long time during his young, young life, and, and he, um, he's gone through the process of finding the purpose of why he wanted to start this company, why he wanted to do um, what he does, and, 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 and loving every second of it. So I've been wanting to have him on, on, on the show, and without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to my friend Eric. Eric, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you on here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, man. Um, let's jump right into. Um, I know we kind of just had a little bit of um, technical difficulties, so we'll restart again. Um, I want I want people to know about this. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so um, uh, what we talked about uh, before before the the recording stopped. I wanted to, like I said, you you started your company. We met in uh, last year during BitCon. Um, and you know it was a crazy um adventure uh being in bitcoin like it was your first time i think as well right yeah yeah so it was your first time it was my first time i had no idea what i was walking into uh my friend finn or our friend finn kind of dragged me into it and i was like okay well let's go to bitcoin and and uh yeah it was an introduction to a world that i didn't know existed it was an introduction to even you know getting to know more people from the linkedin platform it was LinkedIn's first um, um, first year there. I got this hat from there at that uh, um, at that event, and uh, I I couldn't be you know happier that I have you know you know that I met you and Q and and I wanted to talk to you about like I said before like I wanted to talk to you about the process of like starting your company like what went into in, into all of it from like from the moment like. I, I, honestly, I don't know how, how long you and Q knew each other and, and Issy um, as well. Like, I don't know how, um, how this whole connection happened, but um, I know that you've been wanting, you were, you were doing uh, live streams as well, right? Like you were on, on YouTube and on Twitch and, yep, and yep. so um, walk me through the, through the whole thing. Like what led you to where you are today, co-founder of one of the fastest growing companies in Milwaukee? Yeah, it's been a roller coaster. Um, actually, Q and I, truthfully, I don't think we knew each other for more than a couple months before he approached me with the idea to start the company. But um, he had been following me on on various social media platforms for a while and just been, you know, seeing what I've been posting and seeing more about who I am, what I do. And he was like, yo, let's, let's sit down sometime. I met him at actually a networking event for the first time in person. And he's like, let's, let's talk another time when, you know, we can just sit, two of us can talk. So we did. It's like, yeah, LinkedIn's this 
video platform now and I'm like wait what like no 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 like LinkedIn's like a resume platform professional platform like that ain't for me and he's like dude just trust me so I'm like all right but you're gonna be in it because I don't know what the heck I'm doing he's like I got you so we went out shot a video posted it overnight 5,000 views and I'm like okay that's something like I've never seen on any other social media platform before I'm intrigued so then made a video the next day made one the next day and unintentionally became a daily creator on LinkedIn and ended up doing the daily dids as I call it, which was just 90 days straight of LinkedIn video and, you know, learn about stockpiling videos and all that. But he was like, you're the only person that's been creating for more than two weeks. Literally. He's like, I tell everybody they create two videos in two weeks and then they're done. It's like you're the only person that's stuck with it and has actually put effort into it. Like I have this idea, this company I want to start. Like let's do it. Like all right, let's let's freaking do it. Like I, there's no better time in my life to be able to make a jump like this. So heck, let's go. Let's do it. So built that out and uh, hired Brema to do video for Q and I to launch the business. And they were like, well why don't we just bring Brem on? So we bring Brem on and then we're like, all right, we've got a lot of video. He's kind of the, you know, sales business. And then we're like, well, he's like, I, I went to college with Izzy. He's a, you know, he's awesome. He can sell anything. Let's bring him on and, and have him selling. So that's the, that's the four amigos, if you will. And what's hilarious is when, when we met at VidCon, Q and I, <laughs> to be honest, we're actually kind of freaking out. So initially the company's basis was going to be, we were going to tell stories on individuals and then sponsor those videos. So while we were in VidCon, we were going to get like, I think we had like six people lined up that we were going to try and interview and five of them bailed. And I think, um, I think Finn or Willie, I forget who, but some, somebody was the six and we were like, just panicking like well we don't have anything recorded but you know the, that morning that we were up until like 3 4 a.m or whatever all in the willie's hotel i'm like we were just panicking like we have nothing we don't know what we're doing it doesn't look good like where, where are we going with this and you know we got back and we just analyzed and like we can do this but you know let's let's also do what is it whatever it is linkedin or media agency stuff so then we built out media agency side which is ieeg i mean without the event side because we want to just bring communities together which is mk misfits and here we are and crazy how that works a year almost a year later right or a year later i would say i would say darn near a year okay so that's i mean that's that's fascinating um i know that i know when we when we first met um I was kind of like, sort of kind of like in the same boat that it's like, okay, kind of like what Q was like, okay, I need to like figure out what I want to do, how I want to do it. Um, I have been walking, uh, working with the, um, with a marketing company out of Dallas and, and, and things have changed with them. And I had, you know, ended my contract a few months prior and I was kind of like, just like for the first time actually freelancing as a photographer, but it became apparent to me that I wasn't going to be happy doing that, even though photography is my passion is what makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Um, because I couldn't separate the moment of work with the moment of 
you know my actual enjoyment for the for the craft right so and then I, that kind of led me like to this like i don't know dark path of like self-doubt and and um and I, I started figuring out that what I actually wanted to do and what I was actually more passionate than anything about is conceptualizing content. Okay. Bringing together ideas that can actually tell a story. I was like, okay, well, I like to write. I like to take photos. I like to make video. I don't like editing the videos, but I like to make <laughs> videos. Um, yeah, if, I, if there's anything I dislike with the fashion, it's like sitting in front of a computer <laughs> editing a video. Like, <laughs> I am as passionate as making, you know, towards making video as I am as passionate towards, or not passionate towards editing video. Um, yeah. The, uh, but that's, um, it, it all tied down to like, okay, well, what I like to do is to, to find ways to tell a story the right way, to right. find ways to. And, uh, but yeah, but that took me down a, a, a bit of a dark path for myself where I kind of like doubted everything about what I was doing. Um, um, my actual ability to, to succeed, to, you know, am I doing the right thing? I had the, the, the idea of to, uh, to start traveling and, and, and it was just like, you know, that moment where like everything just becomes like, like a dark cloud, mm. but you feel kind of like, you know what? whatever, I'm just going to go for it and, and see what happens. And, and it's what I did. And, and it kind of led me to like, I think that traveling was the best part of it, the whole thing, because it started like, it opened up my mind to like, well, you're abroad. You don't have the comfort of home anymore. Right. And, and you basically cancel everything in, in the U.S. Like you close that, that door shut mm -hmm. with a key like there's no apartment there's nowhere to go back like and if you do well it's going to be very expensive to do it yeah. um so you either start making money again now um on your own like you get so it kind of lit a fire under me to like to start figuring out and and that kind of led me to to what i'm doing today um you know helping um Mainly coaches and 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 small startups with um that are creating apps to develop that um that marketing strategy and develop the um right. the work that they, you know that, that that they're going to need to tell the story about their business and to actually make sure that their potential clients consume it um and also saving them money because you know if the ROI is not there then I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> right absolutely and I I mean I I have a uh, a bit of a background in finance. So um, it, when I was doing um, a private wealth management and like being a financial advisor, it meant that if my clients didn't make money, I didn't make money. So ROI is kind of like built in into me. Like I always want my clients to make money. So yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that um, I know that you dealt yourself with, um, with self-doubt and, and like, Talk to me a little bit about how you handle that. Like, how do you, what do you do to like get your mindset ready when, when, when the pressure of like, for example, building a new company when you haven't built a company before. Um, and also, you know, doubters, when people tell you, well, you know, Eric, you're amazing at what you do. 
do something about it, but then what experience do you have so right. I could pay attention to you? Yeah, like I, I think even going back to your, your statement about the dark cloud, like I think the constant is that you wake up the next day. So I think for me, a lot of it through the dark cloud times, through any self-doubt was, well, tomorrow I wake up. I can either prepare myself today to wake up and have a better time tomorrow, or maybe I'm editing a project or whatever that looks like. I think for me, like, whenever I'm doubting myself, I always go back to like my really, really old videos because there's parts of those videos that I'm like, I was actually kind of onto something there. That's pretty cool. Obviously, overall, my opinion is, wow, I can tell that I made this in 2014, but there's still a part of me that's like, oh, I like this aspect of the video. Let me try and reapply it. Or I like this aspect of whatever, let's try and reapply it. So for me, you know, any self-doubt is just kind of remedied by just, I guess, self-affirmation of done good things. Like, it's not like you're terrible it's not like you don't have the ability to do cool things it's just how do you want to approach it do you want to put yourself in the right mindset do you want to go rollerblading for a little bit do you want to listen to some music for a little bit play a couple of video games for a little bit like you know it's just setting your mind away for a little bit and, and what I actually like to do as well is I like to like if I'm bogged down on a client piece or something for the company like I'll do something for my YouTube channel or something personal because then it's like there's less stress and less levy on that specific task so if i'm able to do it and just apply various random things to it like maybe it's a different effect maybe it's a different style of editing whatever that looks like well crap maybe it looks cool maybe it works maybe i really like it and i can then apply it so like i'm not only having a little bit of self-therapy but i'm also learning and applying techniques that i could use for potential clients for the company and help that out as well awesome that that's um, that's actually kind of like down the same road that I go because sometimes what I feel like, you know, my energy level might not be where I need to be to get the things that I need to get done, done. I, I walk away. Mm -hmm. I shut down the laptop. Like for example, this, a uh, writing here in Cape Town was a, a bit of a, uh, challenge in the sense of like, it was a very long flight. Uh, well, not, not flight, but journey. I, I flew from Berlin to Doha, which is a six hour flight. Mm -hmm. And then I spent 22 hours in Doha and, and I lay over and then something got messed up with my hotel. I ended up not being able to check into the hotel and it's just a mess. And I ended up having to stay at the airport for 22 hours, which was challenging Jeez. to say the least. Um, yeah. And then take a, an 11 hour flight from Doha to Cape Town. And then I got here, it was like noon. And we came to the Airbnb, got settled. Um, feeling super tired, but I didn't want to fall asleep right away because, well, then my sleep will get all messed up. Yeah. Um, so by eight o'clock, I went to sleep and I slept 12 hours. I woke up at 8 a.m. the following day. And that wasn't the plan. <laughs> yeah. I, um, that's too much sleep for me. And I was just like, the, the next day, I was just like, like a zombie. I went to, to a co-working space and 
did the bare minimum, got home, and like I had no energy to like do anything else. And um, and then the following day, it was a little bit of more, more of the same. I got energy level uh, down. And then yesterday, um, yesterday I, it was like basically the first day where I kind of like, okay, well, I'm good to go. I'm gonna get. Right you know, a lot of it done and, and I did. And then today it was like, you know, usually Sundays are my day. So I've been doing some training on personal development and just kind of like basically spend the day doing that today. Um, but I, yeah, I usually just pick up my camera and go. And right, right now I'm in, 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 a, in a, you know, magnificent place to do that. And, and, um, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's having that energy, that level, like the, that, uh, that can boost up your confidence again, I think. And, and, um, yeah, that's, I think that's at the end of the day, what matters is like find a way to kind of like separate yourself regardless of the situation. Cause it could be like someone doubting, like whether, you know, you should start a business or you should start, um, you should, you know, make a, a life changing decision. Like, you know, should you should continue to, should you continue to doubt yourself rather than, then find a way to to open up the the eyes a little bit better and see right. things more clearly. Um, but um, there was a there was a conversation I had on the first episode with uh, Don Wetrick, um because he's been dealing with a lot of young people, um, kind of like helping them find their uh, their purpose. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. Um, I know that I know that your co-founder Q uh, he dropped out of college. Like Every, everybody but Izzy has dropped out of college, actually. <laughs> Myself okay, so, yeah, so he dropped out of college with like, I don't know, 25 minutes left in a class before like he lost the credits. Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. That. Three, three credits left. That was <laughs> three it. Three credits left. Like, all he had to do was finish one, one class and, um, and, and, and he decided to drop out of college. And I thought that was, that's, that's actually, uh, very telling. Um, you drop out of college as well. And um, what, what is your thought on, on why are we seeing so much young, young people say, well, college is not giving me what I want, what I feel like I need to, to, to move forward. Why are we, why is that? Now, I don't want to call it a, a trend because I don't want to, make it some either, either bad or good but it's actually a reality of yeah. it all we were like you know i even know some kids out there right now that are starting college and saying well i feel like i'm being cheated and so i wanted to get your thoughts on that i, I think um f for me specifically i was going for graphic design and when i went into college i thought graphic design was learning not I mean not literally of course but essentially you know learning the skills that I could then apply to making better YouTube thumbnails and stuff like that like at that time I wasn't really mature enough and I started to realize like oh crap like this is for clients this is for things that I don't necessarily want to get into so I like I noped out as early as I could and as soon as I realized it so I'm glad I did but for me I think I think there's value in college. I think you have to know what you want though. For me, I was going to graphic design because I was just a creative person and I knew that I liked 
creating, you know, things in Photoshop and what have you. And I was like, yeah, okay, that seems like the best route. So I did that and didn't really like it. It wasn't for me. And I dropped out and I, I'm glad I did. But at the same time, like if I were to go back today, you know, I would go for probably business or for, you know, anything along those lines, like, which is weird because I'm a videographer and I, w I wouldn't go to school for film. I just think that most of what I've learned for as a videographer is from just doing it. But I think like what you're starting to see is people are starting to realize like either I would say, so like when I have kids, I would say before you get bills, before you get a credit card, all that, figure out if you can either A, start something that you're passionate about yourself, or B, find a way to get those skills, which would be then the college route. So I personally would have probably preferred to take a buffer year so I could really learn what I wanted to do or buffer years. And like I said, I would go back for something totally different today. But I think you're starting to see a lot of people like, well, I'm passionate about this. I'm just going to do it. And, you know, darn the expense, right? Like it, I don't have the experience that I can put on a resume, but I've built Urban Misadventures. And if that ain't enough, what am I going to do? You know, like I've built this company and by no means am I planning on leaving or anything like that. But, you know, hypothetically speaking, like that is what my resume looks like. So do you want me to say I put myself into a degree or look at what I've built, you know, there's, who are you asking? Does it matter one way or the other? What is the role I'm yeah. applying for? So like, you're, it's just, where do you want to be? Yeah, let's, let's play devil's advocate here. Let's say you, you go out the, the, the route you went and, and instead of being the fastest growing company in Milwaukee, you are failing mightily. How do you wait out the, okay, well, now I have <clears throat> these, um, no degree and a failed company. I think you find somebody that knows that maybe it wasn't you that is why the company failed. And like, even if you are your own company or whatever, like you find somebody that says, look, like, maybe you weren't in the right industry, maybe you didn't pivot, like maybe why you failed isn't an incremental piece of why I shouldn't hire you. And maybe you find a, you know, second, third tier level position where you're not a C-suite, but you're an executive or you're an assistant too, or you're a creative leader in what would probably be my case. Like you find that role where you're still in a leadership position, but you're not owning or you're not doing all of yeah. these things so maybe your responsibility is a little bit diminished but you're able to then just okay now i'm able to then put that on my resume exactly i think uh one person that i that i talked to on on the podcast is my friend amanda and and uh she's she's working right now with uh uh, uh jesse isler um okay. and 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 it's all about building your life resume. And, and a lot of people think when they hear that that term is 
it's about the experiences only and not so much about the actual um like people think it's like i mean it, it is about the experiences but it's like they they kind of like put it together with like experiences from like oh traveling and enjoying life and you know doing yoga at the beach or Right. And then, like, I think your life resume is is a combination of everything—the successes, the failures, the uh, um. And one of the things that I, I I like to focus on is is failure. Um. And not everyone has the chance, like like for example, like you having that you're having right now, where like uh, with your company, you come in, you get this idea from Q, um. And I know Q had had some failures in the past, and um, but you come in and you say, okay, I'm going to be uh, an integral part of this of this business and uh, of this idea. I'm going to pour myself. You quit your job. You go out into okay, this is what I'm going to do, and success arrives. Mm-hmm. How do you feel from a from a mental state perspective? that you would handle, I mean, because you, you guys have handled it, you know, very well um, for, the, uh, for the people viewing um, uh, from the outside. And, uh, but, but I know that there's also, you know, moments where you guys probably sit in the, in the office and you're like, mm-hmm. ah, like, <laughs> like um, but how do you think, how do you think uh, the effect that it's had on you from um, from a personal growth perspective, you know, to have the success? How do you think um, how do you think you would have handled had it not been the success? And and what do you tell people that maybe are achieving success to be cautious about? Because I know that like, one of the things that I like about you guys is that you you are all very level headed um, young individuals, like. You guys are all in your twenties, and mm-hmm. and like it's um it's it's still like it's very easy to, in your twenties to like well <clears throat> you know what I am the co-founder of the fastest growing right. company in Milwaukee, so you gotta do my biz. You gotta do my like you are my services right now. You I'm not, but you guys always keep it very level, and I, and that's something that I, I really truly admire from you guys and I know that Thank younger you. people need to need to understand these things to um to make sure that because success could get to us and and uh to me it's important to to kind of like share those like I know for me at a time when I was in my 20s and, and, and having certain level of success I I kind of got a little arrogant a little cocky and I was like you know what like you know I can only fly first class Right. So how do you guys manage all that? I think for us, it's, it's very much a mindset of like, you know, we can be the fastest growing company in, in Milwaukee, but if we can't show you that, well, what good is it? If we can't, you know, we can say all of these things and claim all of these things, but if, if I can't show you the piece that says that, well, why should we be saying those things? And for us, it's, we all know that we're not at our best. We all know that we are learning and we're excited to be doing that. And for us, it's, you know, every client is, is very much appreciated just as much as the next. And 
if we want to get to the highest level, well, we've got to deliver a great product today. And really our focus is, okay, here's our client. How do we, how do we provide them with the best experience? How do we provide them with the best you know, videos at the end of the day? How do we provide them with all of that so that they help us get to that point, right? So for us, it's, you know, we don't, we, we have these things that, you know, are, are great to have. We are on paper, the fastest growing company in Milwaukee, but why stop there? You know, it's like, cool. Milwaukee's, I love Milwaukee. Like I owe everything to that city, but we don't have our sights set to be okay with that. We have our sights set so much higher. And we understand that if we want to get to that point, we know that we have to take care of our clients today. And whether it's through referrals, whether it's through just growing talent, whether it's through expanding the company, whatever that looks like, we know that we have our sights set on, on higher goals, but we're going to make sure that we take care of today first, because if we don't, we're not going to get to those goals. I know that, and, and, you know, feel free to stop me if, uh, if it gets too personal, but I know you went through some uh, family hardship late, uh, recently. And how, how did you, how did you balance that? How do you stay focused on, on, on what you wanted to achieve uh, for the, for the company uh, the pressures that you guys have, because I remember at the time you guys were like balancing a, <clears throat> you know, like a lot, a, a very, a, 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 a kind of like a, a fast moment of growth for you guys, I think. Um, and I'm, I'm basing on the, on the videos on LinkedIn and, um, and I know that you kind of said on, on, on the video you share, um, talking about this, I need to take some time apart and I'm, I'm not going to be as active in the business. How did that come from and why? Why did you make that decision that you needed to, to actually distance yourself? And, and how did it go, you know, for those who are kind of work saying, okay, I'm going to work with a group of people that are going to, to be, you know, teams, uh, a team for me and, and, and building my business. Like, how did that conversation went about? How did that, um, like, I know that you slow down your duties and all that stuff. Like, how did... How do you guys manage that, and 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 why did you have? Why did you feel that that was the right thing to do? Yeah, I think like at that time, you know, hearing that my dad had cancer was like the scariest moment for me. And you know, you hear about it, and like you know, my grandparents had passed uh, one from cancer, one from just old age, but had cancer was just like uh, I was too young to really understand what that meant. So for me, like hearing my dad had cancer was really the first like, oh crap, you know, this is real. This is happening to me thing. And then, you know, like I, I always say I'm, I'm super blessed to be where I was at the time because I had starting a business in one hand, having a father that had cancer in another hand, and then being in a long distance relationship and engaged to somebody from another country on a third hand. And I always say like, if I wasn't in those positions individually with those people with that timing with what i've done to foster those relationships one or all three of them would not be here today whether that's strained family relationships whether that's ending up having relationship issues with my fiance or having the company go under whatever that was so with the four of us in Urban Mist Adventures, like we've all had moments where we've broke down around each other. And 
it's it isn't uh being forced to do you know like hands get forced all the time that's part of life but we knew in those moments for myself for everybody that's had a personal struggle to just be there for them so for me it was I needed to leave at three o'clock every day because I had to go pick up my mom so that we can go visit dad in the hospital for his chemotherapy treatments. So whether that's me getting in an hour earlier, whether that's me just delegating some tasks, that's what I did. And I had family, I had friends, I had people at the company that supported me in that and said, look, dude, like, this is life. This is reality. Like, go take care of your family. Go take care of those things. We will be here. We will help you through those. And we've all helped each other out. Everybody's had personal hardships and we've all helped through those moments. And I would say like the thing that I love about the company that I've been able to build is that I wouldn't want to be anywhere else because we've all gone through hell and back with each other. And we've built our rapport with each other. We've built our chemistry with each other. We've built the company because of those moments. And it's super, super exciting to be a part of because we know that if something happens, it isn't a, all right, well, you're ostracized or just go deal with it. It's let's work together. Let's build this. How can we help you together so that we're all stronger when it's through? So I had to just delegate a lot and just like, it was hard. And, you know, like the dark cloud thing that I mentioned earlier, like I knew that tomorrow I was going to wake up. So how do I handle today so that I wake up a little better tomorrow? Do I do a little bit more when I have some spare time? You know, maybe dad's asleep in the hospital bed. All right, well, let me edit a podcast episode real quick or whatever that looked like. You know, I was still focused on all three of those aspects of my life. And, you know, when I got home at night at nine o'clock at night, my fiance was there for me. And, you know, we played video games together, whatever that was until we passed out at night. But yeah, it was just a moment of, you know, what, what needs to be done and how can we work together to make that happen? And a lot of that as well was learning, you know, even more up to now, we're just focusing heavily on efficiency, right? And time efficiency. So if I'm better at editing videos quick and somebody else is better at shooting the videos, go shoot the video, bring it to me. Let's do it really well. Let's do it really quick and let's grow, grow, grow. So it's a lot of, you know, not even so much stepping away from things, but just how do we work the best and how are we going to then be a team to provide the best product? Uh, yeah, that's, that's absolutely key. I always say that it's best to, uh, to optimize for efficiency early rather than later <clears throat> because you don't want to, you don't want to grow and then say, okay, well, I have to optimize for this growth. Right. You want to optimize so that you grow faster. Um, uh, well, yeah, even that, like you're, you're hiring based on your optimization. So if you optimize early, you can say, okay, well, now that we're optimized, we all know where our strengths are. Well, here's where we have a weakness. Let's find that weakness and hire that instead of, yeah. well, we're all doing all these things, but this person's just good. So sure. You know, like you got to make it make sense. Absolutely. How's that doing today? Doing well. They're, uh, mom and dad are in San Francisco right now. So oh, they're awesome. spending Father's Day out in San Fran. I'm here watching the cat and life is good. That's amazing. I, I'm, I'm happy to know that, um, you know, that, that, that moment, that scare 
um, you know, kind of came and went. Um, and uh, from a personal point of view, I have a, a an, I have an aunt in Venezuela that um, is dealing with with cancer. She's doing she's not doing so well, and I'm actually having a call with her um, later tonight. And um, yeah, I haven't seen her in in so many years, but just to know what my cousins are going through with that and 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 kind of like the memories I have of her, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of like hurtful to know that she's doing so poorly because of this. Like, and she was declared cancer-free two years ago, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's just like, um, it's like, yeah, it's everywhere. What? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, and then also my brother, my twin brother, kind of like went two days ago for a biopsy on a, on a tumor on his face. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, so we're kind of waiting to see news on that. And, you know, he's all the way in Seattle. Um, mm -hmm. I'm on the other side of the world. And <laughs> yeah. I kind of like, it's, uh, it's been a little bit difficult these past few days on that. And, and, uh, and I kind of want to, like, I wanted to, to get your perspective on that. Because to me, it's kind of like, it's important to know and hear from others, like, how do you manage the situations? And, and, and because like, again, like our, our, there might be one of our listeners out there that might be going through something like this and, and kind of find right. themselves, okay, well, this is something that I need to, and like in the pursuit of, of, of what we want to achieve in life, we're always going to find situations that are, that are tough and that are unexpected um, to our, to our plan. You know, we set out this, I, I, I bring everything always to, to a football game. Mm -hmm. You know, get a game plan, kickoff time, first series goes well, then the other, you know, conditions right, right. kind of catches up and like, and then it becomes a game of adjustments and, mm -hmm. and a game of strategy and, and like have been, you know, prepared for that and, you know, making halftime adjustment and in-game adjustments where like sometimes they'll you have to get the game plan and throw it out the window and say, okay, well, we need to figure it out, which is like, uh, I don't know if you watched the, this year's Super Bowl, but it was kind of like that. Oh, absolutely. Like both, yeah, most definitely. yeah, both teams were like, on, on offense, they were like, it, it was the Patriots the one that said, well, you know what? What else do we have? Because clearly what we've been doing for three and a half quarters is not working. Right. So, and, and then both teams were in the same situation. And I, and I, I kept telling... Um, Myself, because I was actually like in Bali watching the game, and I was like dealing with a uh, um, <clears throat> with like client work and and all the stuff. I'm like sitting on the computer, like waiting, and and then like um, I'm like whoever makes the adjustment to change everything is going to win this game. Absolutely. And I thought I thought the the Rams did it when they kind of like threw that that, that touchdown. Yeah, I got dropped underneath the. That is to me the most heroic defensive play I have ever seen. That guy came out of nowhere with his hand, like, oh. You are denied of this thing. And, and, and it brought to me this thing where, like, it kind of like reminded me of if you're 
focus on what you have to do, it almost doesn't matter how difficult things get. Mm -hmm. Because you'll find the answer. You'll know that you have to run 10, 15 uh, yards like a madman to, to stop the, uh, you know, the bad thing from happening. And, and that, um, I don't know, that's a, a scenario that I sometimes find myself thinking a lot about, especially when I talk to, to younger people. Um, and, I, and I wanted to shift the conversation into this direction a little bit. Um, because one thing that I've noticed in this, this time that I've been traveling is like the amount of young people out there that want to do something and mm -hmm. that, that find themselves saying, I know how to do this, but how do I do it? Right. Or I know how to do this. I know exactly what to do, but people won't take me seriously. What do you say to someone like that? If you, if you were in that position, like, like, I mean, I we worked for a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, exactly. So, like, a long time. Like, I think initially it was okay. There's these kids, you know, we got messages almost daily, you know, quit being kids. Like, you're just playing CEOs. Like, you know, we got some nasty messages. But again, you know, like, if I'm that defensive player, what is my job? I, my job is to make sure that that guy doesn't catch that football. So for us, you know, we can worry about what the offensive line is doing. We can worry about what the linebackers are doing. But if I'm not focused on me stopping that guy, well, then I'm going to lose, you know. So for us, it's we can be told all of these things and people can and try and bring us down all they want. But we know what we're doing and we're proud of it. We're darn proud of it. And there's nobody that can take that away from us in any capacity. So we just live it like, look, are you having fun? I'm having a heck of a lot of fun. Are we proud of what we're doing? Like, yeah, you know, there's room for growth, but like, we love what we're doing. So whatever, like it, we're still young. We're, I think the average age is probably 23, 24. Like we've already inspired other younger individuals to start things of their own we've inspired 50 60 year olds to start companies of their own like you know it, age is just a number it's what can i do because if there's people that are 16 that are starting companies there's people that are 60 that are starting companies on the day that they sign that llc or whatever they're just as much experienced no matter what age they are. They're starting from day one, no matter if you're 16 starting from day one or 60 starting from day one. So that's absolutely true because like, I, I mean, I have a ton of experience, um, you know, from a corporate perspective, from a managerial perspective, from a, from a retail perspective, from a finance world perspective, from a content creator perspective, from a marketing perspective. Right. But I never started a business until now right so to me and 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 it's funny because i i just realized in this um in the last couple of uh you know maybe months um i it doesn't matter what i know this is so new mm -hmm. 
Nick, I have never done anything like what I'm doing right now. And, and I'm like, knowledge is good, but knowledge is also bad because it gives you the confidence to say, well, I know all this stuff. I know I've, I've had these experiences. And I, I'm, I almost feel that the least experienced you are when starting a business, the better it is. Especially at because, a younger age. Yeah, because like for me, it's like, no, well, you know, I know this about business and I know this about that and I know this about selling and I know this about marketing and I know this about, um, you know, being um, a boss or a manager. But guess what? You're not a boss. You're not a manager. You're not a marketer. You're all of it combined together into one person for yourself or for your team. And, and that is... Um, like it's been like the biggest eye opener for me. Um, and, and I kind of like, I've been telling a lot of people that I, that are kind of like struggling with that uh, at a young age. It's like, look, dude, you're better prepared than I am. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not corrupted. You're not cynical uh, about anything. You just kind of say, well, let's see what works and see what sticks. And like, you can be really good at selling stuff, but maybe you spent 30 years selling car insurance. Well, now you're going to start a t-shirt company okay, yeah, like, you know how to sell, but you're selling an insurance policy versus you're selling a t-shirt. Those are two very different demographics that you're selling to. So you have to learn that market. You have to learn the process. You have to learn printing, drop shipping. You have to learn all of these different things. Like, it's, yeah. you're not any more knowledgeable than a 10-year-old starting a t-shirt company because they could draw on a, on a Gildan t-shirt, you know? Like, <laughs> for me, it's kind of like, uh, I know a lot about selling. I did most of my career, whether I was in the corporate world or retail, it was all about sales. But um, selling is so much different today than it is than it was 10, 15 years ago. Because today it's all about honesty and transparency. Okay? Because guess what? Millennials like you and myself, you're on the younger side, I'm on the older side of millennials, but we understand that we want to be told exactly how things are. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when I was younger and I was selling to other people from another generation, the difference was like they wanted to be BS. Sell me big, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, Tell me yeah. you can change the freaking world. And that was like my style of selling. My style of selling was like, dude, don't worry about it. It's going to be epic. It was almost like the Donald Trump way. Huge. Right. Magnificent. Like, it's going to be, and, and like, I'm realizing right now that I can't sell that way because guess what? Most companies right now, I'm dealing with people around my age. I'm, I'm dealing with people around your age. And if I don't have a direct straight message that says, this is how I take you from A to B, then I don't. And before it was like, well, this is A, this is B. Let me paint you the, ro- the road of roses that I'm going to walk you through. Right. Um, now it's like, no, 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 no. I don't care if it's thorns and, and, uh, and piranhas in the, in, in the waters. Like, get me there. How right. do you do it? Don't tell me that it's going to be beautiful. Don't tell me that it's going to show me. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one of the learnings that I've had um, in the past, like, so that's like, I, I forgot that, that I still had so much 
to learn about this whole starting a business thing and and being makes it fun. So, yeah, oh, that, dude, it's it's the best. Like I sometimes I feel like, oh my god, why did I do this? But at the same time, this guy wouldn't want to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Uh, so long I have my camera with me, so I can like, you know, stand behind it, and, like see right. the world through that tiny little hole. Yeah. Then I can I can do anything I want. Um, but Eric, I I'm super thrilled that that we had this conversation. Um, it is exactly how I wanted it to be. I knew that with you, I was going to be able to to touch on not only the um, the emotional side of things, also on the technical side, like um, kind of give uh, kids' perspective of, or and 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 our listeners' perspective of of what it is and what it means to actually um, have found what we want to do, and what we want to create, and and actually give it, give everything that we have to to do that, and while at the same time dealing with and how to manage the process of um, of going through through this, you know, there's a, uh, this crazy world of entrepreneurship that, mm-hmm. that people love. And that we, um, you are the first person that I actually dive into more of the entrepreneurial side of things uh, on the podcast. And I was actually hoping that, that, that this was the, the way the conversation was going to be. I know that, you know, you, you're very um, linked and, and very connected to that mindset. And, and it's why I, I wanted to have you here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to having Q next season on. All right. Uh, yeah, we, we discussed it. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I want to get his storytelling abilities. On the, uh, that's going uh, to be a good one. Um, and then, yeah, man, like, let me know when you guys decide to step out of the, uh, out of the comfort of the continental U.S. and, and come travel with us. And, uh, around the world even if it's for a little bit let's just get let's get yeah. together like we'll find we'll find a hotel with a big room and a and we'll tell them to take the the, the bed enough beds the for everybody <laughs> <laughs> you see what sleeping bags and that's it. extras just because <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that uh that would be pretty awesome um yeah i can't thank you enough um uh honestly um your mindset is always one that I appreciate. I wish I uh, sometimes like I'm like, damn, I haven't watched a, a um, an Eric video on LinkedIn or or a Q video on LinkedIn. It's just like there's so much content right now down uh, on the platform, and, and and as your connections grow, you're like you finding this balance of um, um, of like staying together. I kind of like when when we were. Um, communicating to each other uh what we were posting um because it was like it made it easier to like okay well these are the people that i'm actually connected to that i'm actually yeah. engaging with their um with the content but that also becomes like okay well it's like i can't just connect with one group of people it's like i have to broaden it out yeah. and um but yeah yeah how do you see this is the last part i wanted to to kind of talk a little bit because I, for for those out there that are thinking of starting a business that are thinking about um um you know even becoming a freelancer or why should they go on linkedin 
I think the beautiful thing about LinkedIn and part of how I approach it is before I sit down with that client, whether it's for freelance, whether it's because I started a company, whatever, they know me. They know what I've been through. They know that my dad had cancer. They know he's in remission. They can look back at all this content. They followed my story. They know every bit about who I am, how I operate, how the company's been, you know, they know me without me having to tell them that. So when I sit down for that meeting, truthfully, we've been even told a couple of times, this is my first time seeing a person. I feel like I've known you for years. And that's the front door to selling, right? So it's so much easier to sell when people know you and know about you and know what you're about, because then they're making that meeting and they're sitting down with you and they're like, I'm excited to talk to this dude. Like I know yeah. everything he's about. Let's maybe there's something that resonated with them that they want to bring up. You know, maybe it's getting an email from a lead. That's I saw that video on LinkedIn. I want a video like that or whatever the case is like you're selling, you're making this content and what, well, my intent is not to say, at the end of every video, here's what Urban Myths Adventures does. Go to our website, send us an email, let's do work for you. That's not why we're there. We're there to say, here's who we are, here's what we're about. And whether it's through finding the right clients or finding the right hire, like we're able to vet so much out just by creating content that then the people that come to us, whether it's that want to work with us as an in lead, they know what we're about. And they want to be a part of that rather than us just going out and spreading this wide net where maybe we get four bad clients that are just a pain to work with. And then we can't focus right on the ones that we really like working with, whatever that looks like. We're there to just create content so that we can say, here we are. Come have fun with us. Come, you know, be a part of this journey, you know? So that's my, that's my piece on that. That's, that's actually very good advice. I've always said, you know, told people like it's better to to kind of tell your story a little bit rather than start selling um, on LinkedIn right away. I th I've actually found myself a, a much more success when I talk about um, the processes that I'm going through rather than the uh, the services that I provide. Well, like we when we were at VidCon, we had a couple hour long conversation about just two photos that you had brought up in Lightroom and what stories they tell and what stories they could tell. Like, you know, that's what engages people and what people want to talk about rather than the logistics of what your services are. You can do that in a meeting. You can have a prospecting mm -hmm. meeting, but like initially yep. I want to know you. What we'll do the discovery call you? afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right, man. Um, I'm, I'm again, super thankful for you being on the podcast and, uh, yeah, so good to use this medium to kind of catch up and, and, and get to, um, to, to, um, to, to kind of like dive into, to more of like the important topics that, you know, a good conversation can have. And, um, what's next, uh, for you this year? What, what are the, uh, what are you guys, um, aiming for? Or you personally, what's like, what's a personal goal that you like to share with people that, um, I've been asking this to, to people. What's the uh, what's the next six months looking like for for Mr. Eric? Next six months looks like I'm getting married. Hopefully, finally. Um, so that is that'll be beyond incredible. Um, 
that that is really a lot of my focus outside of work truthfully but you know otherwise it's just becoming a better person being healthy i think you know a lot of business owners or people that want to start a business forget to be healthy and take care of themselves i think a lot of issues in month three arise from just having not exercised in three months or whatever that looks like so just being healthy i bought a pair of rollerblades now that's finally warm enough out in wisconsin and i've been spending just hours on the rollerblades and seeing the benefits and feeling better every day so just being healthier being me inspiring others around me and just growing the company to new fun heights awesome man awesome glad to hear that from you and uh well uh i keep watching you on linkedin uh we'll connect uh from time to time and then also we will make it you know we'll make an adventure at a, a trip somewhere at some point Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Let me know how your aunt's doing, how your family's doing. I'd love to yeah. keep in touch. I'll keep in my thoughts for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Jay. I appreciate you.